0: Escalate. You see, war is not the answer. For only love can conquer hate. You know, you know we've got to find a way to bring, to bring some love and get here today. Pick it and pick it Don't punish me. With brutality, sister. Talk to me, sister. So you can see, oh, what's, going on? Oh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? what's going on? What's oh, going on? What's going on? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's right. I was playing Marvin Gaye. What's going on? What's going on? I asked you the question today, what's going on? God bless you, so glad to have you with us on this Lord's Day, Sunday, April 18th. We're grateful to God again. We are just so grateful that the Lord has allowed us to be here, here in Central Jersey. The sun is shining, the S-U-N is shining, but I declare regardless of what day it is, the S-O-N is always shining as he sits on the right hand of God the Father. I'm excited about the word of God today and what he's given me to give you. And I'm prayerful that you're sitting with anxious anticipation, waiting to hear uh, what comes out of my mouth. And I pray even now that you've been in prayer already, getting your heart ready, getting your mind ready, getting your spirit ready to receive the word of the Lord. Let's go into prayer right now. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for every individual that will be logging on, those that are here to see and hear the word of God. I pray that you will just... Uh, block the enemy's plans that will want to steal any word that is given unto them. I even declare right now in Jesus' name that uh, the words that come out of my mouth won't return unto you void, but they will indeed go out and accomplish exactly what you set out for it to do. So God, I bless you now. I praise you. I thank you so much for all that you're doing in our midst. I thank you for those that are even working behind the scenes, uh Keith. W. Roberson II and Brother Frank Cunningham that are helping to make, uh, helping to produce this uh, message that it will go out in such a way that others can see it and hear it. Again, God, I bind enemy on every hand as he would want to sift us as weak and steal the word from us. But God, I declare you now that we will be doers and not just hearers of the word, that we will worship you in spirit and in truth. So again, we worship you now in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Again, we thank God for being here. I want to remind everyone, before we even um, get into our our, uh, sermon today, you could turn to the book of Exodus. I'll tell you, I'm coming from Exodus, but I want you to know that we're still in a pandemic. I'm encouraging each and every one of you to still be safe. Please, ma'am, please, sir, be safe. Continue to mask up, keep social distancing. I don't care what part of country or the world you're in, it means the whole world is in uh, a pandemic state. With the coronavirus so be careful be careful be careful and god bless you Um, some of you already know that the southern church still is not meeting in the sanctuary at our at our uh, beautiful edifice located 12-16 west 108th street that's why we're bringing god's house to your house so we want you to prepare yourself prepare your place As a sanctuary, your spirit, your body ought to be a living sanctuary to receive what God has for you. So I pray that you're in a a place where you can hear the word of God uh, uninhibited today um, as we go forward. So, won't you journey with us into the Bible as we turn to Exodus chapter two? Exodus chapter two. Exodus chapter two. And I'm reading today from the New Revised Standard Version of Exodus chapter two, once you've gotten there, go down to verse 11, verse 11 of Exodus chapter two, and it reads like this, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and saw their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his kinfolk. He, he looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out the next day, he saw two Hebrews fighting, and he said to the one who was in the wrong, why do you strike your fellow, bro- fellow Hebrew? He answered, who made you a ruler and judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely the thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this, he sought to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh. He settled in the land of Midian and sat down by a well. I want to read um, uh, verse 11 and a little bit more of this again, just to let it really sink in your spirit. One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and saw his their forced labor. He saw their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew one of his kinfolk. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. And then the next day he saw two Hebrews fighting. He said to one uh, who was in the wrong, why do you strike your fellow Hebrew? For the, whole, the time the Holy Spirit alights under us, I want to talk to you from the subject, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? A song that was written by Marvin Gaye that was inspired uh, uh, really by one of, um, let me back up. One of the singers, one of the members of the Four Tops was uh, inspired to write uh, uh, this song after seeing the Watts Riots. Um, and then, then understanding how um, it impacted his life and what was going on. He felt that as he uh, met with one of the writers from Motown, that this would be a great song for the Four Tops to sing. The Four Tops didn't like the song, so they never sung it. So they gave the song to Marvin Gaye. Marvin twisted it a little bit, uh, changed the melody a little bit, did some, added some other lyrics. So Marvin is given credit for writing the song. Marvin Gaye is given credit for writing the song, and. Uh, Marvin, likewise, impacted by the Watts Riots. And the Watts Riots, some of you know, was something that spanned. it took place in the Watts neighborhood uh, uh, in the surrounding areas of Los Angeles, California, started August 11th to August 16th in 1965. That's the same year that the civil rights uh, bill had been signed by um, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Um, but yet here it is the year 1971, when Marvin wrote the song, What's Going On? The song, What's Going On, is not a question. It's a statement. If you listen to the words of the song, it tells you what was happening in that Time period is telling you what was going on, and the Watts riot, the Watts rebellion, or the Watts uprising, whatever you choose to call it, was it, it, uh, uh, as I said, lasted from August 11th to August 16th, and nearly 14,000 members of the California. Uh, Army National Guard were deployed uh, to help suppress the disturbance, if you will, in the city and resulted in 34 deaths and over $40 million in property damage. It was the city's largest and worst until the Rodney King riots of 1992. The word riot uh, has a negative connotation, but I'm here today to tell you that rioting is the voice of the unheard. Rioting is the voice of the unheard. We saw riots last year, the year 2020, after George Floyd, uh, uh, and and we saw how people were uh, were rioting, and not just uh, in uh, Minnesota, not just in Texas, not just in New York, Los Angeles, they were rioting around the world because people around the world understood there was something wrong with the American system, how it was oppressing African American people that we need to understand that rioting is the voice of the unheard. Well, I want you to know that when Marvin wrote the song, again, the year was 1971 that the song was released, that there were so many things going on. They were in the wake of Martin Luther King's murder. They were still dealing with the Vietnam War, where uh, over 40,000, and I forget the exact number, forgive me, I forget the exact number, over 40,000 troops were killed senselessly. And to this very day, the United States government can't really give you a good reason why we entered the Vietnam War. And really, there was no great outcome for us to even be involved in the war. The Civil Rights Movement had been dying down uh, at this time, 1971. Uh, ML King had been assassinated. And then we understand that uh, they were trying to uh, make sure that Black people would be scattered. So they started uh antagonizing us by talking about who was going to be the new black leader that malcolm had already been assassinated martin had been assassinated some thought jesse jackson should have come to the forefront to be a leader but others saying he was not old enough not strong enough you had other clergy that they began to position themselves that they tried to make sure that as a people We would not come together. I want us to understand today when I talk about what's going on as an oppressed people, our job, I believe my job and your job as the listener, as the the, the one in the pew, as the believer in Jesus Christ, we need to take a look at the word of God and understand that God created us in his image and his own likeness. He never intended for any of us to be oppressed, to be in bondage, to be enslaved, but what happens is because of man's own desires, man's own lust, man's own thirst for power and prestige and money, it causes man to or humankind to really um, uh, uh, oppress or or enslave, mistreat uh, others that are considered weaker or less than them. I want you to understand today, even before I really get into the text, good. I want you to understand that that God did not create. I believe God did not create a, a color of, of skin, skin color, to be a detriment. I believe He did it for beautification. Uh, here it is, springtime. And I look at how many different trees I have on the property that I'm on, I look at how many different color flowers I see. I look at all these different things, and it doesn't mean that one should be more superior than the other. Yeah, one might be more popular than another, but that's only by man's doing. But it's all because God is a God of variety. We are creating his image in his own likeness, so God doesn't make any jump. So I take a look at what's going on in our world today. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, let's talk to you about what's going on. We realize even this, this past week, even yesterday, yesterday, No, I'll deal with this. This past week, how uh, Mr. Um, Chauvin, you know, the forty-five-year-old, fired police officer uh, from um, um, state of Minnesota, he was he was filmed kneeling on Mr. George Floyd's neck for over nine minutes during Mr. Floyd's arrest last May, and then you know that led to Mr. George Floyd. Uh, dying, and 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 uh, Mr. Chauvin is on trial right now for murder and has uh denied the charges against him. And the footage of Mr. Chauvin, who is white with his knee on African American Mr. Floyd's neck, um, sparked global protest against racism. Uh, every now and then, I believe God is going to use something that what the enemy means for good, God will mean for, for evil god means for good uh every now and then some things are going to happen in your world that you're a little upset with but Enemy might mean it for evil, but you need to know how to turn that thing around and say, God will mean this for good. You might have lost the job and say, you need to tell uh, the enemy and those that fired you. Yeah, you might mean this for evil, but God is going to mean this for good because your ladder is going to be greater than your past. That God is going to work some stuff out for you, regardless of how many times you feel like you've been mistreated. God is going to turn some stuff around. So George Floyd, his life and his death have caused America and the world to take a look at what's going on and how people in America black and brown people and and yellow people and red people are being oppressed by a a minority of white males that are in leadership here in America. Even just this last week in Rochester, New York, newly released transcripts show that prosecutors overseeing the grand jury investigation and death of Daniel Prude uh, last year in Rochester, New York, Uh, they undercut the case for criminal charges with testimony from a medical expert who said police officers who held prude on the ground didn't do anything wrong well as i go to the text i have to i'm telling you all this is going on because i want you to know what's going on and i need you to understand it has biblical implications and i can find it right here in the word of god as i take a look at the book of exodus uh in in the book of exodus chapter 2 and let me Start by saying this for somebody because somebody's listening to me right now. I need you to be on board with me and understand that the Bible does not give us a total story of anything. What I mean by that is that the Bible, oftentimes in most cases, is an abridged version. It means it's not total in its scope. That when we read uh, the book of Hebrews, especially, you'll see how in um, chapter one, It begins with names of different tribes. And again, the word Exodus, uh, we know it as meaning coming out of, but also the word Exodus means Uh, the naming of. And so Exodus uh, begins to share with us and show us how God is dealing with Moses. But if you take a look at what's going on in chapter one, and even in chapter two, it reads very quickly, even from verse one to verse 11, you see Moses is already now a grown man in verse 11. It talks about his birth, but it doesn't give his mother a name, doesn't give his sister a name, uh, or might say his sister Miriam's name at the time. I got to really read look at that again uh but it doesn't give us uh uh, his uh total history here we now see him as a grown man in verse 11 but it doesn't talk about what he learned while he was in pharaoh's house while he is the prince of egypt doesn't talk about his upbringing what kind of schooling he had it doesn't talk about all of that so when we look at the word of god without me um Isegeting, reading anything into the text. I need you to see some biblical truth that we now have before us because the, the Bible is the history of the Israelites and God is making it known to us from when it was written until now so we can understand how God was moving in their lives. Uh, in verse 11, as I tell you what's going on, we take a look at how Moses identifies with the oppressed. Take a look at it again, verse 11, how Moses identifies with the oppressed. He he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. I need to stop right there and let you know that whenever you see the word Hebrew, it's indicative or or, or it lets us know that a Hebrew is a of an ancient northern Semitic people who were the ancestors of the Jews. Um, then, therefore, these people were referred to as Israelites until the return from the Babylonian exile in the late sixth century uh, B.C.E. Beyond the common era, from whence, uh, from which time on, there they became known as Jews. Now, we've got to understand this: that also another word for Hebrew is equivalent to meaning slave so in the book of exodus it does not refer to them as jews it refers to them as hebrews that moses now sees that one of the egyptians is oppressing he's beating uh a hebrew he's beating one of the slaves why is that important and what does that have to do with anything robeson i'm glad you asked because we look take a look at this that moses himself was born a hebrew he was born a Hebrew, and those of you that read from chapter uh, chapter two, verse one through eleven, you know that Moses had his mom and his sister put him in a basket and float him down the Nile River. And Pharaoh's daughter found Moses in the reeds, in the water amongst the reeds, and brought him into Pharaoh's house and raised him inside Pharaoh's house. And uh, Moses was given the name Moses. And and it means, uh, she said, because I found him in the reeds. But really, it means uh, a one who's uh, uh, departing from the sea departing from the water that's important because moses later would allow the children of israel to escape he would lead them and have them depart through the water, through the Red Sea. I need you to understand today that what's going on is that God has fixed it so we could, that Moses would be identified with oppression. Moses identified with oppression. I don't know how you feel about it, but I want you to know that I'm sick and tired of watching us sit back and act like everything's okay and think that if the more money we have, uh, we'll be okay. But I want you to know today that sometimes more money, more problems. You need to understand that it's not about how much money you have. You can't always buy your way out of things. That is still life going on all around you. And I don't care how much money you have. It's still somebody around you just being oppressed. And how long, how long they've been, they've been debating this as they've looked at it uh, recently from last year to this year. I've seen it written that um, Chauvin had his knee on Floyd's neck for seven minutes and 46 seconds to eight minutes to 46 seconds. And recently I heard, no, it was nine minutes and 25 seconds. But I have to ask the question, how long was Egypt, uh, did it have uh, its knee on the neck of the Israelites? It it doesn't really matter. We know that the Bible tells us that because as you take a look in, uh, again, Exodus chapter one and chapter two, the, the, Egyptians say we need to do something about the Israelites, the Hebrews, because if we don't do something with them, they will overtake us. I want you to know that oppression comes because of of jealousy. It comes of despair. It comes because of hatred. It comes because of low self-esteem. It's somebody that's trying to oppress you right now, that's trying to put their foot on your neck right now because they think they're less of themselves and they think more of you and they try to now make flip the script and, and make you feel worse about yourself than what you are. But I already told you when tragedy comes, the enemy might mean it for evil, but God will mean it for good. When somebody is dogging you out, when your haters begin to hate on you and talk bad about you, say all manner of evil against you, you need to realize that maybe now there's some just yes, that you have some goal inside of you that's worth mining. Maybe you haven't thought about how great you are and how good you are doing something. Maybe you consider yourself just Hum and 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 mediocre, but somebody else sees some greatness in you, so they talk bad about you. Somebody sees something new that you got, so they hate on you because they can't get it. Somebody's mad because you raise your children the right way. Somebody's mad because you have something they don't have. You need to realize it's time for you to worship and praise God because God didn't make any junk, and so the enemy will oppress because they see something inside of you that scares them. So Moses identifies with the oppressed, (coughs) excuse me, Moses identifies with the oppressed. I want to say this without Isogete, but I want to exegete, pull something out of the text. Because Moses had uh, uh, Hebrew roots was, was his mama and daddy were Hebrews. I believe that there was something genetic and something spiritual inside of Moses that had him identify. It's so many times I see some folk that look just like me but were raised in different cultures that can't identify with our struggle i want you to know i don't have i was raised in the suburbs in a a upper middle class family but it's something on the inside of me that allows me to identify with those that are oppressed those from the inner city those are marginalized by society those that are Uh, in despair. And here's the thing about it. Even though I was raised in that culture, I do understand that I was still considered one of the less than because there were others that didn't look like me that were considered greater than me. I need you to understand today that it's not always about your status in life because somebody else will try to make you feel like you're less than. But what you need to realize is time out for you to just live life under somebody else's standards. You've got to say what's going on and tell others what's going on, that the system we're under is unfair you've got to tell others what's going on how it's time out and like Fannie Lou Hamer you're sick and tired of being sick and tired some of you might be older now getting social security and retirement and some other things that you have coming your way you need to tell the world what's going on how it's unfair how you're being treated how even our government is trying to make sure that social security will dry up What's going on? How every time there's a war, they take money from HUD, take money from poor people to oppress, to fund the war. You need to know what's going on. So Moses identifies with the oppressed, but also in verse twelve, Moses rebels against the system of oppression. Yeah, he rebels against the system of oppression. And Moses, he he goes out in verse twelve. He 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 sees uh, this Egyptian. And he he looked one way and looked another and saw nobody was looking. And so Moses did. He killed him and he hit him in the sand. I need to stop and say this here. Parenthetically, we don't know how Moses killed him. We don't know if it was with a sword. We don't know if if it was with his bare hands. We don't know if he had other people kill this Egyptian, how Ever because you got to understand Moses is the prince of Egypt. Moses could have ordered somebody to kill him. We don't know. Evidently, it's not important. The truth of the matter is that Moses had him killed and hid the man in the sand. Well, I want to let you know this I'm not advocating violence, I'm not advocating that you kill anybody because that's one of the Ten Commandments thou shalt not kill, don't kill anybody. But what Moses does, he rebels against the system of oppression. Notice he sees the Egyptian beating the Hebrew, that every now and then you ought to be like I said, sick and tired of being sick and tired and you ought to rebel against the system of oppression that you're under and you might be saying now, well that's for somebody else to do, I'm doing okay as long as I got fish and bread and it's keeping a poor man fed, as long as I got clothes on my back and as long as I'm okay, everything, no, no no, we're not free until we're all free you might be doing okay living in the lap of luxury, but there's still somebody else that's oppressed, I'm here today to tell you what's going on, that Moses rebelled rebels against the system of oppression and whenever anybody rebels against the system of oppression they're labeled by our by the oppressor. You need to understand that Nat Turner was considered a criminal because he began to preach that no black people, enslaved people here in America did not have to be enslaved. Nat Turner was considered a criminal. Harriet Tubman was considered a criminal. She was a woman that loved God and led people to cap- from captivity to freedom, that she was considered a criminal. That Martin Luther King Jr. was treated by Edgar J. Hoover As J. Edgar Hoover, who is the leader of the FBI, he was treated as a criminal that I want you to know that not uh, only about a month ago, one of the brothers of Southern said to me, pastor, you know, the kind of sermons you preach the FBI are probably watching you. I said, yeah, I know. And I don't care. I do understand that you and I are being tracked by our phones everywhere we go that yes, big brother is always watching that there are preachers and churches that are being closed down today because men and women stand up and preach the name of Jesus and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. I want you to know I'm not afraid of what the government, the oppressor will bring upon me for me telling you the truth. I want you to know what's going on, that there's a time and a place for everything. This is the time and this the season. If not me, who? If not you, who? If not here, where? If not when? And now when? That we need to understand that we've got to rebel against the oppressor. Now, granted, you might not be called to be the leader, but you need to get in line, that you need to understand. I want you to understand that since August 9th, the year 2015, that's the day that Michael Brown was murdered by the police and and from that day until now they started keeping count and there are 991 black men that have been murdered by the police while they were being apprehended or in police custody and they were unarmed. 991 black men. That does not include you sisters. I'm sorry I don't have a number for you for that but I do know about the Breonna Taylors and the Sandra Blands. I do understand who they are and what they went through. I do understand that the, the system of oppression did not really care who they were. The system of oppression doesn't care who we are. As a black man, I don't mind standing up and telling you, I'm going to say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. I'm here to tell you what's going on. Moses rebelled against the system of oppression. Now you got to catch this, that, that Moses was the same complexion as the Egyptians. That, that You've got to take a look at this. Stop, stop looking at that Charlton Heston role model of who Moses was, that, that, um, that the Egyptians and the Hebrews were of the same general complexion. They, they wore different clothing. They had a different style about themselves. And, and I told you that the, 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 the Hebrews were, uh, the word Hebrew is equivalent to slavery, but also the Jews uh, had a different culture where they worshiped God in such a way that they believed in a monotheism, in other words, one God. And the Egyptians had a, 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 a polytheistic view. In other words, they had many gods they worship. And because of the style of their hair, the Israelites wore their hair long, the dreadlocks, if you will, long, long braids, uh, long, long hair that might've been smoothed out, or it might've even been an Afro that yes, we have in the, in the late sixties, early seventies, we were doing what our people were doing in antiquity, and even now through dreadlocks, still doing the same thing. So here here we need to understand that they were the same complexion. So it wasn't about race. It was about culture and it was about uh, 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 gods that they worship. That's what they were fighting over, if you will. So when the Egyptians, when Pharaoh said, we need to do something about these Israelites because they're multiplying too fast, they're going to overtake us, and therefore, we've got to do something about them. So they enslaved them. They oppressed them. They persecuted them. They prosecuted them. They tortured them. They killed them. And so Moses, who uh, who uh, identified with the oppression, Moses also rebelled against the system of oppression, but also Moses had a price on his head. Because after you stand up, after you identify what's going on, after you tell your friends and your neighbor and your family what's going on, somebody's not going to like it. Even though Moses looked around to see if anybody was watching him, somebody saw him kill this Egyptian. And here he is, the prince of Egypt, is now running from Pharaoh because Pharaoh's going to kill him. Then I want you to know that... Sometimes uh, all all skin folk ain't kin folk. Sometimes the people that you think look just like you, the people you think act like you, the people you think going to side with you, as soon as you stand up for righteousness' sake, some of them are scared, and the scared man can't last long. So therefore, they're going to come against you as a flood. I need you to know that Moses had a price on his head because Pharaoh now sought to kill him. That Pharaoh, who was the leader of this oppressive system, who who oversaw this area of Egypt, who oversaw Egypt, said, listen, we've got to get Moses and we've got to kill Moses. So Moses, Moses left. He fled and he went and sat at a well. I need you to understand that the system that has flourished, that Moses was culpable in the system that was that that of oppression, but the same system is now ready to kill him. That some of us might have been might be doing some great things in this country that we're living in. You might have a great title, but you see on your job how some people are being oppressed, being marginalized, and talked about. You need you see how brothers and sisters that look just like you that might have not have gone to the same schools you went to. You you even find yourself siding with those that don't look like you just to fit in. I want you to know it's time for you to stop fitting in, and it's time for you to stand out. That's what's going on. It's time for you to raise your voice and tell everybody truth because the truth will set you free. Uh, how, how long how long did, did Moses deal uh, as an Egyptian uh, and, and knowing he was a Hebrew or feeling it on the inside, if you will, he was a Hebrew because he may not have known that, but uh, uh, why, why he asked the question, he asked the question of this Hebrew, uh, and why do you strike your fellow Hebrew? slave why are you fighting another slave well i want you to know that uh uh, why do you he's really saying why do you fight your fellow oppressed brother but i want you to know that oppression can cause oppressed people to turn on one another that's why we have black on black crime that we don't always know how to fight the other person we don't always know how to fight the oppressor so we fight one another we don't always know how and we always oftentimes are scared to sell drugs to the oppressor so we'll sell drugs to other oppressed people and the oppressor doesn't mind did not did not mind uh crack cocaine inundating our urban pockets all throughout America did not mind and don't mind drugs and guns Being in our inner cities, as long as they're not on their front lawn, that you need to know that it's time out for us killing one another. And what they do is they excite, they enlighten, they put the spotlight on black on black crime. But I want you to know that police brutality is a new kind of strange fruit. That police brutality that's been going on from day one, that you need to understand that while there was slavery, chattel slavery here in America, that the, 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 uh, oppressor decided to have people come together to go and be known as slave catchers really they were the first police force that don't stop watching all the westerns that they were not the police they were the sheriff and the marshal they were there to in acting and invoke law and order, but you had slave catchers that would go out and they were the police. And so I think there's something in the culture, there's something in the culture of policing here in America that would have them still put their knee on the neck of the oppressed. I'm not saying that George Floyd was, was not wrong. I'm not saying that Michael uh, Brown wasn't wrong. I'm not saying Rodney King wasn't wrong, but I want you to know every man ain't wrong. Every woman ain't wrong. Each and every one of us that are pulled over for tickets just because of the color of our skin, we need to, uh, if it's not videotape, you need to tell somebody what went on. You need to go and file suit against the police department. You need to have your voice heard. But even if you do that, know that there will be a price on your head. So even when that happens, you need to understand that when you're oppressed, that's that's a good place for you to be at sometimes because oppressed people will find God. Uh-huh. While Moses has a price on his head, he is now ready, he is now being oppressed himself by the same system of oppression that he used to oppress others. He is now being oppressed or going to be oppressed because Moses is running for his life. He has a price on his head because Pharaoh said, We need to kill him, that you need to understand that the system that we've learned how to thrive under was not designed for us to thrive. It was designed to kill us. But yet greater is he that's within us than he who's in the world. That's why you still here. That's why you still living. It's some folk that don't understand how you able to get through what you've gone through. Lesser folk would have lost their mind, but you still here. Lesser folk would have turned uh, uh, aside the drugs and alcohol and and been addicted to that stuff. But you are still here because oppressed people have a way of finding God that as I take a look at the Bible, the African American people in this country found the God of the Bible and make no mistake about it. Egypt is in the continent on the continent of Africa that 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 Israel In the Holy Land, it extends into Africa. You need to know that God had fixed it so that, uh, excuse me, Jerusalem uh, extends into Africa. You need to understand that God has fixed it so that our people, people of color, had Uh, The first schools, first Christian schools as we know them, were on the continent of Africa. That no, we're not worshiping the white man's God, as I heard in the late 60s and 70s, that as African American people, we've been duped, we've been uh, bamboozled, we've been tricked into thinking we're serving the white man's God because people that wanted to oppress us began to paint Jesus as a white man. They began to lift up white supremacy from the beginning of time almost the beginning of time until now it's now that the truth sets us free what's going on is that when you find out who you are you need to walk in who you are and as you stand up and walk in who you are you find out that greater is he that's within you than he who's in the world you'll find that really god created you to for a certain purpose and once you find your purpose you don't have to be afraid of anybody you don't have to be jealous of anybody you don't have to be afraid of what somebody's going to do to you because god created you for so Such a time as this. What's going on is that Moses fled from the Egyptians and he found the God of his people. And, And the Egyptians practiced polytheism, and there were at least 10 gods that they worshiped in Egypt. But yet, Moses, as we continue to read in uh, the rest of chapter uh, two, uh, when when the women, uh, uh, Rube, uh, Ruel's son, his daughters come back from getting water and he said, you back earlier, this, this Egyptian was there and he helped us. Because Moses was identified as an Egyptian, but really as you keep on reading, you'll realize that he... Called himself a Hebrew. He realized he was a Hebrew. That I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how slick your hair is. I don't care how fine you dress. You need to hang on to your culture and realize that the that the uh, the Hebrews worshipped the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God we worship today. That's why I give God praise for Moses who was found in the reeds in the water, but he pulled his people out to safety by bringing them through the water, that he was the he was Moses, the first deliverer, if you will. And God, uh, even as Moses had to answer, who made you the ruler? Who made you judge over us? That one day Moses would be the ruler. Moses would be the judge, that you need to be careful what folks say to you you don't always take it all in and start crying realize that some people are speaking into your life and they don't even know it again i gotta tell you what satan means for evil god means for good that what's going on is god is allows all things to work together for good to those of us that love him or called according to his purpose what's going on is here in the the year of 2021 we are still striving and still fighting for equality here in america that truth be told that white supremacists are overly concerned about the browning of America. Stop being scared, stop being intimidated by what's being said about you. And you need to make sure you're educated, educate your children, make sure that you have on the right stuff at the right time to get the right job. Don't be afraid to show your culture. Don't be afraid to worship and praise your God because I'm gonna tell you, I serve the same God Moses served. I serve the father of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the triune Godhead, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. So I'm glad that even in the year 2021, Moses is my big brother. Abraham is the father of the Israelites. And Jesus is the son of the living God. So I'm here today to tell you what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. Read your Bible, read and study your Bible, but keep your ear and your eye on the newspaper and the news channels to see what's going on. So you will know what's going on. What's going on. Amen. I believe that my job as a preacher in the 21st century is not to preach the same type of sermons that were preached a uh, hundred years ago. I believe that um, God would have called me to preach and pastor then if he wanted me to preach those kind of messages that there'd be a cabin in the sky waiting on us. I believe that I was not called to preach and teach in the civil rights era, even though I'm the son of the civil rights, because uh, God called me for such a time as this to do what I'm doing now. And because Jesus came to set the captives free, he came to, uh, um, from Luke four, uh, we find um, what Jesus came to do. And the same mission that Jesus talks about And uh, Luke, read from verse 14 to verse 21, you'll find what Jesus said he came to do to set the captives free. I believe that I'm that voice that he has, one of the voices, one of the voices that he has, in this century to really help set the captives free to enlighten you in your mind and your spirit through the word of god as we celebrate and recognize jesus as the true and living christ i want you to know that don't be intimidated intimidated don't be discouraged don't think that's all about preachers getting money and all this other kind of stuff that the world has indicted us for it's about the church of jesus christ really being the agent of change here in the world that's What's going on? Yeah, there's some preachers that aren't doing right, but they are the exception and not the rule. There are some churches that are doing nothing but making a lot of noise and raising a lot of money, but that's the exception, not the rule. At the Southern Church, we're doing all we can to minister to people in our community to help the marginalized. <coughs> Excuse me. That I want us to understand that Jesus came to set us free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That's what's going on. So if you've heard this message today and if you were encouraged and you want to know more about Jesus and you want to be a part of him, understanding that your life, as you know it, is not good enough. But you need to be set free, not just free from from our culture, but free from yourself and more importantly, free from sin, that Jesus came to do all that, to set us all free. All you have to do is confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. That's what it tells us in Romans chapter 10. I just want to pray this prayer of salvation with you. And I want to pray this prayer of a reclamation, prayer of revival for those who are already believers, who are already saved according to the word of God. I'm asking you to pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you even for my life today. I pray even now, God, that you might speak to my heart. And even as there's a stirring going on within me, I might not even understand what it is, God. I need you to show me exactly what you have called me to do. I believe that I belong to you. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. And I believe that Jesus got up on early uh, resurrection Sunday morning. And now he sits on the right hand of God, the father, and he intercedes. He talks to you, God, on my behalf. I believe that, God. And so because I believe that, God, I need you to continue to speak to me, use me, speak to me through your word and through the power of your Holy Spirit as he uses your word and other people and situations and circumstances that I might know what's going on and tell others what's going on. So God, I bless you and I praise you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Forgive me as a sinner. I believe that you are Savior and Lord. And I count all this now in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've prayed this prayer with me, if it's your first time, I applaud you and I thank you for doing it with your heart. And I want you to know that according to the word of God, you are saved right now. You're saved from hellfire, but you need to be in the word of God. You need to be under um, constant teaching. So we invite you to Worship with us every Sunday. We invite you to be on our prayer line. We invite you to do some things that are going to help you grow up in the word of God. And if you want to do that, we encourage you. I encourage you to email me. That's Roberson, R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N dot southern, S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N-B-C at yahoo.com. That's Roberson dot southernbc at yahoo.com. Put in the subject, I'm a believer put in the subject line I'm a believer and I will I promise you I will get back to you I will help you grow in the word of God I have some a team of people that we're training to to help You even grow regardless of where you are in the world. We thank God for modern technology, that our ministry is small, but yet it's as expansive as God wants it to be. I thank God for you. When I say it's small, that we're a nice-sized community in uh, the Southern Church, a nice-sized community in Harlem, but also we're now global because of the Internet. So we thank God for you. And it's not about the number of sizes, it's about how big you allow God to be in you. That's what's going on. It's time now for us to worship God. We worship in the word, but now it's time for us to worship in giving. That really worship is not about what you take away. It's about what you bring with you. So you come to give God your best. You come to give God your best. So I'm asking you now to be ready to give an offering through Tithely or through Givelify. And Tithely, that's T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y. That's an app that you probably have on your phone, your iPad, your computer. Go ahead and uh, give through Tidely or give through Givlify. That's G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. Givlify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. Through one of those means. And or we still have some people mailing checks and money orders to the Southern Baptist Church of Harlem. You can address again your check to the Southern Baptist Church. Uh, we are located at 12-16 West 108th Street, New York, New York 10025 do that and feel free to send a tithe, which is 10% of your earnings. God will bless you because the tithe is what we owe unto the Lord. Offering is what we give to God over and above the tithe. (coughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, So I'm asking you to do that so you can be blessed, be a blessing to us as we bless others. Let me pray over you and thank God for you even in your giving. God, we thank you for those that have given right now. I bind the spirit of forgetfulness, the spirit of anger, the spirit of hatred, any spirit that's not like you that will hinder us from giving unto you and your work. So God, we thank you even for those that gave with a cheerful heart because your word says you love a hilarious giver. So we give not because we uh in order to get but we give because we love you so we bless you now we praise you and we count all this done in jesus name amen 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 well it's almost time for us to get out of here but i want to leave you with this one announcement two announcements that on the first sunday of may is our women's day i want you to be here with us tell everybody to be here make sure that you share this uh message with somebody by pressing the share button if you're on facebook i want you to know to on uh, Women's Day, we'll be um, also uh, um, running live, not just on Facebook, but on another medium that I'll share with you next week. Also on that first Sunday of May is our Women's Day. As I said, we will have uh, a great preacher come, a sister is going to come and preach to uh, to you. Uh, Reverend Dr. Carolyn Patterson will be here with us. I thank God she'll be sharing um, the word of God on that Sunday, and we are grateful to God for all he's doing. We're looking forward to seeing you and hearing you, have you be with us on Tuesday on our prayer line at 7 p.m. The prayer line is a, a toll-free number. Even if your phone service says that they're going to charge you, most times they're not i'm telling you that right now most of the time they're not even if they do we're only on for 40 minutes so at four cents a a minute that's four dollars you spend four dollars on some junk food and things you don't need but you need to be in prayer i encourage you to be in prayer with us on tuesday night and thursday morning 7 p.m on tuesday evening and um 7 a.m which is thursday morning you can get on our prayer line by dialing 712-775 eight nine seven two seven one two seven seven five eight nine seven two is the prayer line number and also you have to dial in the access code, which is 967-013. 967013. Use that same number on Wednesday for Wednesday in the Word at 6:30 p.m. as our Sunday school teachers are teaching the word of God. So I'm here today to tell you what's going on. I thank God for you being in our midst. And that was Marvin Gaye, what's going on? But we're going out with Kirk Franklin's. We need a strong God. Strong God. Our God is strong. Our God is mighty. Our God is faithful. So we thank God for God i love you and i thank god for you being with us here today god bless you and we praise god for you here my brother kirk franklin mary mary yeah. the earth is shaking yeah. who gonna save the babies yeah. come another bloody sunday I'm singing, "Madi, Madi." Yeah. They love me or they hate me yeah. for my skin color. Yeah. But you say I am your brother. Yeah. The government keep lying to me. Telling me that they come to set the people free, but the power falls when you catch catches on the knees. Heaven, please, we're in a state of emergency. See, we need a strong God, yeah. We need the real God, yeah. The God with the resurrection power from the grave. Take away the hate to heal the human race, yeah. We need a, we need a, we need a, we need a strong God, so we need. We need, us. We, need us. We, need us. we need us. We need us. We need us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, Mary, They said the climate changing. The poor people in the cold. But you keep preaching to their soul. But mm. we don't leave till everybody's free. And we don't won't sleep, we sleep till everybody eats. Yeah. Until yeah. lives matter. Yeah. yeah. Lord, the ties matter. The government keep lying to me, telling me that they're gonna set the people free. But the power falls when you catch us on the knees. Heaven, please, we're in a state of emergency. See, we need a strong God. Yeah, strong, yeah. We need a real God. Yeah, yeah. The God with the resurrection power from the grave to take away the, the hate, hate, to heal the human race. See, we need a... We need a we need a we need a strong God, so we need a we need a we need a we need a